All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode four, season two of the Unmanly Podcast. This is your host, Coach AC, going at it solo again. And in this episode, uh, one of the questions or one of the um, the comments that we get from a lot of our female listeners on, you know, groups like, um, you know, the incel movement, um, men going their own way, like these violent militant groups that are characterized because of their entitlements, their frustrations, and their expectations of women uh, when it comes to male relationships, um, male sexuality. A lot of very scary stuff. You guys all probably remember the attack that happened down on Young Street a couple of years ago in Toronto where a man drove his rental van through a group of a bunch of people at noon hour. This is before the pandemic. So people were out having their lunch and just living their lives going out and about as they normally would. When this maniac kind of plows his way down the sidewalk, killing about nine or 10 people, I believe, mostly women. And what's even more sick about this is that as this case unravels in uh, court, the dude has a... um, a psychologist in prison talking to him and he of course identifies with the incel group he's been a known member of that incel group Uh, it's been well documented Uh, a lot of people have traced his tracks on the internet but all he said was that no i wish all the people that i killed were actually women and that he doesn't regret what he did at all so obviously very disturbing and i'm sorry if if that has triggered anybody who's listening but i think this is something that's definitely worth discussing in the realm of men's mental health is our relationships with women and our often unhealthy relationships with women. Obviously, you know, where I stand on this, I'm extremely upset that this happens in the world. Personally, this is a big reason why I am in the field of men's mental health, not only just to help myself and to help my myself be less angry in many situations in life, but to raise awareness to other men about uh, looking into where their aggression and where their anger is coming from, recognizing it and stopping it before it hurts yourself or other people, because typically that's where it goes. Um, in men's mental health, you know, very often the outcome is men taking their own lives, abusing partners, their children, or even complete strangers, like in that example. Uh, on Young Street in Toronto. So this is, I I personally don't think this gets talked about enough. Uh, I know a lot of people who are in the industry and and are in the realm of men's mental health. We like to discuss mainly things like, you know, men opening up and, and, you know, being and, and sharing more of our thoughts and feelings and just being more in tune with who we are within. But to me, that's not inclusive enough of the real problems within men's mental health. And these are the tyrants these are the violent abusers, the the control addicts, you know, jealousy, insecure men who lust for power, who need power in order for them to feel validated and to feel important in this world. And these men, I don't think can be ignored. A lot of them are very closet in what they believe, which creates things like this incel forum online where, you know, guys will congregate 
and you know rile each other up and we'll you know post disgusting stories uh, about women bashing women and kind of all banding together around this so obviously this is a very scary thing you never want to see uh, groups of hateful people congregating and getting together and sharing their ideologies and validating each other. And um, it's just a really bad cycle. And you'll see things like, you know, what happened down on Young Street happen. And it seemingly happens out of nowhere. But to me, if we can recognize this behavior in the people around us in real life, then we may be able to avoid tragedy like what happened on Young Street. Myself, I'd have to admit that I have not always been a model citizen when it comes to this stuff. You know, I've had aggression. I've had entitlement towards uh, women before. And um, I've allowed my emotions to get the best of me in the past. And this is not who I want to be. This is not who I want to identify myself with. So just taking the time to reflect and just to never be like that again, it's a really hard thing. Um, It's even hard right now to just kind of admit it. But um, introspection hurts, transformation hurts, and all we can do is just try to be better people. And I really don't think anybody really is a lost cause. Um, There's obviously, of course, uh, some people with a lot of mental health and mental illness issues in play when it comes to aggressive and um, violent behavior. That's not something I'm an expert on, uh, but I really hope the best for these people and that they get the the help and the support that they need out there so that um, no one will ever get hurt or abused um, because because of it. Uh, For myself, the only thing I can do really is just to try to figure out where in my past did it come from? Where where in my past was it okay for me to, uh, you know, yell and be physical and just be upset with with people in general uh, uh, not just women but of course especially women because that's the context of, of this conversation but just figuring out what I can do to you know nip this in the butt but when when it comes up and just you know just not allow it to get the best of me and I think it will really benefit my future relationships um, not just with women that I date and I'm intimate with but just you know women in general um, being able to listen to issues a little bit better and have a better understanding on what feminism is and what what my appreciation for feminism is because in our first episode on feminism in episode one um i really was not educated enough and interestingly enough i've you know i've met girls on online dating i've told them i've had a podcast i send them my podcast link so that they can check it out eventually once i'm comfortable enough with them letting like letting myself be known like that i guess to a complete stranger Um, because some of the stuff I say in here is pretty intimate. So, I mean, a few of them have actually, like, the first episode that they've actually jumped on once I've sent them that link was that feminism episode. And I was caught, like, dead ass, like, with my pants down in that episode being like, yeah, you know, I don't don't know if I totally am on board with the whole feminism train right now. But uh, what I meant by that, and if you've listened further enough in that episode and not kind of just, like, gave it up right at that point was that I was just misinformed and miseducated about what feminism really was. Um, Feminism, of course, is, you know, equal female rights uh, for everything, which I'm a huge believer and proponent of. But a lot of us think of feminism as, you know, the raging feminist. 
And the feminist who's like, is just a, a bit of a man hater. But of course, men on the other side are, we're not perfect either. We have our women bashers and we have our misogynists, our chauvinistic people and, and our extremists. I think every advocate group has their extremists and um, man, they're intense. And uh, maybe not everyone's cup of tea. And uh, <laughs> it's just, just generally uh, the shit disturbers within these groups. So understanding that, um, I can wholeheartedly say that I, I, I am a feminist. I want women to be as, I, I just want everyone to be equal. I want everyone to be on equal ground. I don't want anybody to be discriminatory about, with anybody about anything. Like I'm an Asian man myself. I've experienced racism and, and discrimination in my life. I don't like how that feels. Um, but also realizing I'm a, I'm a man. I have my own privilege. And maybe I've been on the other side of that fence too. Um, and being... Um, acting within my privileged state uh, to the detriment of other people. So just just realizing this and just this this is what I'm about. This is what I'm willing to fight for. This is uh, if I ever do have a daughter one day, this is the message that I want to give her to empower her and just to just to you know tell her the message that you know this world wasn't always was like this and and you know it's still not a great world, still not a perfect world, especially for a, a young female growing up. Um, and there's a lot of really hurt and sad and, and and sad dudes out there who are hurt and, and just wanted to maybe, you know, soothe their own hurt by hurting other people. And these are not the type of people that you want to be associating yourself with, but recognizing that these people come from a place of hurt and that they need help. So I have, I've always wanted to kind of circle back and discuss the topic of feminism again, just for all those people who kind of like, you know, signed off five minutes into that feminism episode. Um, because some of those girls that I shared that podcast episode with actually just like thought I was like a pig and kind of just like uh, cut me off right there and stopped talking to me. Um, so it's it's kind of, I, I felt like something had to be said. When we look back at where this behavior comes from, where this behavior starts, you know, we I've touched on this a few times in the discussion panels that I had last year and this year where men are, of course, you know, we have problems with our ego. Um, they say a man's ego is as fragile as a woman's heart. And it's true. And it's what happens when the man gets his ego attacked, uh, how he responds to that, which in my opinion, paints a huge picture about who that person is. So when we look at men who are angry and kind of lash out at others, at themselves, at women in particular, I try to take a look at the root. Where does it come from? Personally, and, you know, academically, I've read, you know, it's centered around male privilege, male entitlement. I read online that it's a, a feature of misogyny that prioritizes what men believe they deserve and dictates what women are obli obligated to give them. So I read an article online recently about um, entitlement and privilege and male privilege. And it was from this author named Kate Mann who wrote a couple of books on you know, misogyny and male privilege and entitlement. And this is uh, pretty much the motivation for this episode. In one of the questions, actually, she was asked about this book. It was, why did you want to focus on entitlement and privilege in this book? You have some lines in it that hint you were interested in following up your last book, but going in a slightly different direction. Uh, and just for context, her last book was more about um, uh, the logic of misogyny. Um, the theoretical and ideological branch of patriarchy, which is extremely important and kind of looking at where 
these norms that we live in have come from, where masculine kind of ideologies have come from. But in this particular book, she wanted to focus more on privilege. So I'm just going to read the excerpt actually here from this article. So she said, in my first book, what I was defending is the idea that misogyny should be defined as that which punishes and polices girls and women and functions to uphold patriarchal norms and expectations. But that immediately raises this question. What are those patriarchal norms and expectations, especially in superficially more uh, egalitarian contexts like America today? And so that question is really what the second book is trying to answer. And my answer to that is a lot of these norms and expectations take the form of what men are deemed to be entitled to and what women are held to be obligated to give them by way of sex, mostly, obviously, but still more insidiously, things like love and care and attention and affection, as well as honoring their claims to knowledge and power. Extremely powerful stuff. And it's true, you know, men need love and care and attention and affection as much as women. But men also feel like we need to be validated, honored for our status of knowledge and power. Where did we earn or gain this power in the first place? Who knows? But this sums up perfectly what my point was with this episode was just to kind of look into where this entitlement comes from. And what can we do as quote-unquote privileged people to right the ship? What can we do as privileged males to reconcile all the damage and all the abuse that women had to have endured over the last ever, since the beginning of times? It's, It's really just a lot of digging up of our ancestral karma and figuring out where we can go from here. And personally, of course, just it's the way that I feel about everything is is to look within uh, to identify that ancestral karma that's within us, those scars that are still there from our ancestors. And and even as recent as, you know, our own lives and and looking at the generation before us with our parents and seeing how women were treated there. There's just a lot to look at. And there's a lot to a lot to do, a lot to unpack, and the road to reconciliation, as it is with everybody and everything that requires reconciliation, is not easy. It's not just to say, and sorry, and kind of moving past it a little bit. It's recognizing what we need to do better, what needs to change, and what we can do to change it. And it's not just to make a decision now, change it, and everything's all good to go. Just like all good things, it's going to take daily action, daily reinforcement affirmations and of course validation to what we're doing as well you know it's gonna it's a long path it's gonna be a lot of push and pull between men and women and you're kind of seeing it right now and even if you're gonna ask me what is the end state or what is the future state of this looks like i i don't even know really we're still very very much in the in the phase of figuring things out figuring out what those what what new traditional male and female roles are is that even going to be a thing anymore the concept of male and female roles uh because me personally as a single dad i do everything i have to do everything for my kid i have to be there emotionally for him i have to be there to play with him um but also do all the traditional quote-unquote male stuff to provide protect it's it's really opened up a perspective for me of being trying to provide that holistic parenting experience for my son. 
from both a male and a female perspective. A lot of what he's going to see and a lot of what he's going to take into the world and how he treats and sees women is going to come from me uh, and how I am introducing people into his life and how I am treating myself, how I'm treating him and how I treat any woman that I ever will present in front of him. So these are all things that I think about a lot. And this is things that I urge men to think about and fathers to think about um, and, and, and kids, sons to think about too. With that in mind, where does it come from? Where does entitlement come from? Is it cultural? Because we all know there's a lot of, you know, cultures where, you know, sometimes it's unwritten, sometimes it's even written where men are above women. Class, classifying people, whether it's by sex, whether it's by sexual orientation, whether it's by race, we all know and have been taught it's it's not a it's not a good idea. You know, we're born all equal and we should be treating each other as such. But when we don't, we put ourselves either in a position of privilege or an oppressed state. And then we allow that to kind of dictate everything that we kind of say and do and how we treat other people. And this is a big, big thing that we need to look at collectively as a society and to see where in our cultural norms, where in our agreements and our collective agreements have we decided that we as men or anybody really is entitled really to anything. And why do people owe this to us? Why do we feel like people owe this to us? So studying this and helping men be more self-aware of their own privilege. And of course, you know, you've heard our episodes on Black Lives Matter. It's, it's the same kind of idea, you know, except that's with race. And this is, you know, with, with our, our sex and our gender is why, why do we think that people owe us stuff? And why do we put ourselves above other people? And when we don't get what we want, then what is pushing us to be violent? What is pushing men to go out there and you know, beat their wives and commit crimes like this? Another article I read online about uh, male aggression against women, uh, they looked at primates and they concluded that male aggression against females in primates, including humans, because we are primates, often functions to control female sexuality to the male's reproductive advantage. You see this a lot in insecure, toxic relationships where the man will do whatever it takes, really, just to secure, keep what he, what he wants or keep what validates him. Combine this with the sexual mask, which I mentioned in The Mask of Masculinity, uh, the male feels like his worth, his ego, depends on his sexual status. Uh, if he has, um, you know, a woman who's on lock or if he doesn't have enough women, maybe he won't feel validated enough. And then if they don't, if it gets to a point of desperation, then, of course, desperate times call for desperate measures. And you'll see things like lashing out or if you're in a relationship, again, that controlling behavior, that insecure behavior and that, that extreme path of, you know, egotistical disintegration, everything disintegrates, the integrity disintegrates to the point where they'll do all sorts of crazy stuff. I've known guys who have been in relationships who are completely, you know, quote unquote normal in real life at work. But when it comes to their relationships, they're, they're crazy. They're psycho. They'll do anything. They'll, <laughs> they'll hurt themselves. They'll punch walls. You know, they'll threaten to hit, you know, their partner. Sometimes they even do. It's, it's just like, 
who taught you that this was okay? That takes me to the point of, you know, perhaps we learned it from our family structure. Perhaps we've seen, you know, our dads yell at our moms, our dads yell at other women, the way that our dad or our family even talks about other women or the way that our, our family collectively believes about women, um, cultural society too. Like what are our peers saying? What are, what are our friends saying? What are, what are the people around us saying about men and, and women? Because right now there's still a lot to be said. Um, the rise of feminism is happening right now, which is great. I think the more we get on equal ground with everybody, the better it is. But as we get there, there's still a lot of figuring out to do. We are breaking the patriarchy system where men have typically been, you know, in charge and in the driver's seat for so long, so long, so many generations, thousands of years. Whether or not that's because of evolution and, you know, I think at the time maybe it was more important for the traditional male roles uh, to play into evolution. But now as, you know, the hunter-gatherer, the big strong male is no longer needed so much to continue the family going. In fact, right now, you probably might even say a woman in a family is probably more important than a man's role in a family. Things are actually shifting. And when it shifts, either you adapt with it or you die with it. And what's happening now is, you know, there's a lot of, there's not a lot of people being okay with, with the feminist movement, being okay with women having more of a voice, being okay with allowing women to have more decisions when it comes to things that affect us. And this discomfort, when when a privileged group is a, faced with discomfort or the risk of having to lose any power, almost always we see that group struggling to give up control. And when they struggle to give up control, that's when we see things like these groups these incel movements and uh, these online forums where men are just trying to get out there and lash at women for what? Because they expect things to go back to the way that they were. I, I really believe that we are in a big shift collectively society, uh, societally to reaching more of a enlightened state, a lot of transformation the world is transforming right now, transforming within our very eyes with the very pandemic. But even before that, shifting more into a woke state, you see more people starting to wake up, realizing things about themselves, realizing the importance of male, masculine and feminine traits within all of us. It's important to have a healthy balance of both. But of course, just like everything else in life, it's extremely hard to discover balance and not everyone has done the work to realize this, to realize that this is what we need to do to become more balanced within ourselves, not only mentally, physically, and spiritual, spiritually, but within our genders too. Becoming okay with who the other side of us is, who the repressed side of us is. So this is my message. This is what I encourage for men to, and to listen to things like this podcast and to listen to other people who speak on this topic, to be comfortable with what's happening in the world, to be comfortable where the world is headed, have comfort in knowing that this is not the end of men or traditional men or anything like that. Uh, you know, I we have a place to, in this world. We have a role to play, of course, and that will never change. 
but it's really just it's just really a scary thing and i think instead of ignoring all of this we should be bringing it up we should be talking about this more um, not in like a witch hunt kind of way because these people are already scared to go out there and voice their own opinions under their own name and face but just recognizing that these people may exist within our society, you know, as close as the people within our house and, you know, the people within our neighborhood and the people at our work, people will often repress and hide their hateful thoughts towards a specific group. So when we hear things and when we see, you know, microaggressions that, you know, may exhibit some sort of this behavior, you know, it needs to be talked about. We cannot be joking about this stuff. Um, you know, violence against women, aggression against women is not funny. And, um, I mean, violence in general, aggression in general is not funny. And these are things that we need to look within ourselves and heal that inner child to be able to become more, you know, godlike, more just, you know, flowing through life instead of being angry and forcing things. So, you know, less rigid and, and more just adaptable, more free, more malleable, more like water, like Bruce Lee says. And to all the men who maybe have participated in this type of behavior before, uh, just know that, you know, your feelings are are real. You know, your, your frustration is real. We've all felt frustration for various different things before. And it's really just how you deal with, with your, your inner demons and how you deal with these, you know, these failures or these shortcomings or these negative thoughts, these negative self-thoughts self that you have about yourself, negative self-talk, um, and anything that makes you feel like anybody owes you anything. Um, we need to take a long look at that because it, in reality, nobody owes you shit and nobody owes anybody shit, really. We just create agreements and we create expectations for ourselves and for other people. And in my opinion, expectations typically, more or less, will always lead to disappointment. I know at least for me, I'm a very optimistic person. So I, I'm always trying to think best case scenario about anything. So if I was really going to place seeds into expectation, uh, I I would be disappointed 99.9% of the time. With that being said, there's no point in even having expectations about future outcomes from people or the world or the universe. I just let it happen and just deal with it. Uh, things don't happen to you. Things happen for you, even if they're bad things. So just keep that in mind and just keep it chugging along. I, I definitely condemn these groups but when I do see people talking about it, I do want to do something about it. I do reach out to people. I do talk to people. I try to get them to speak to me about their anger. And uh, in the heat of the moment, I get anger too. Anger is a big issue for me. Um, and and um, I don't want to be an angry person. I don't want to be yelling at people. I don't want to be having meltdowns. And I really don't want to be doing anything stupid or violent. So I see where that comes from. I see it. I see, I see it in you. I see your frustration. But it's about how we deal with it. That's what makes us men. That's what separates us from other men. That's what separates us from boys. And in the end, doing this work could not only save your life, save someone else's life, but just make other people's lives around you just better. And just allowing people to be themselves and just, just doing your own thing and allowing others to do their own thing. Just you know having all that respect and, and love for everything that's going on. Uh, this is the way that we're going to combat this. The way that we're going to make it through to the next this collective big shift in the world that's happening right now is to lead with our hearts instead of our minds, to lead with love and compassion for everybody. And 
like I say this in almost every single episode, it starts with yourself. Uh, in order for you to bring love into compassion into the world, you must have it within yourself. And if you don't have it within yourself from your upbringing, from your family structure, from your loved ones, then you have to create it yourself. You have to create the self-love. You have to create happiness, true happiness. And life is meant to go up and down. No one is meant to be happy all the time. But if you can have a positive attitude, you see your downfalls and your failures as lessons in your path, then you will have a meaningful life. You will have a fulfilling life. And that's what we want. No one wants to be remembered for violence. No one wants to be remembered as being a bigot. So take the steps, do the necessary work within. Um, If you have frustrations, talk to somebody about it. Don't go online. Don't slander people. Be completely impeccable with your word. Use your word, use your actions, use your thoughts for good. And if we collectively do that as a people, the world is undoubtedly going to be a better place that's my message hope you guys can get a little bit of a better understanding i guess about what's going on in there especially the women who don't really know what's going on with with these incel movements because you know i feel you I, I really feel your pain i feel when women tell me that you know they're afraid to walk down the street by themselves in fear of what might happen to them at nighttime especially and it's scary you know no one wants to have that feeling where you don't feel safe in your own neighborhood even in your own home sometimes, if you have an abusive partner, you know, it's the old saying of like, it's a man's world, you know, and women are just living in it. It it just can't be like that because we all live in this world. We all deserve to be, to feel safe and uh, to be peaceful. So, man, just do the work. If you're upset about something, hit me up, you know, message us at unmanlypodcast at gmail.com. You can be anonymous if you want to. Uh, we we see it, you know. We we see a lot of emails and messages from our listeners about you know how frustrated uh, some men are, um, how upset and how sad some men are uh, when it comes to their masculinity and when it comes to frustration in their relationships. It's 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 really sad for me to read all this. Sometimes um, it's disappointing um, that the, um, that the world has to be unfair for people you know because life is unfair and i really feel for everybody and i think it's great that you guys are reaching out please continue to do so and just be blessed up do good in this world think positive thoughts do positive things change some lives around you go back to season two episode one about that kingdom that king energy doing what's best for kingdom And then just figure out for yourself, what can we do as men to better the kingdom that we all live in? And uh, that's it for me. Hope you guys have enjoyed the first three episodes. Uh, I'm going to keep on trying to record these now that I got a little bit more time. So again, hit me up. Let me know what you guys thought about this. If you guys want to have a follow up about this. And uh, I'll be sure to do what I can to bring you that content that you want. Take care, y'all.